I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Get a free copy of Chantel Ray's Five Alive contract, the form that she has her agent sign to get a guaranteed $75,000 salary if they don't make it in commissions. A very controversial plan that's happening in her market today. You can get a free copy. Just text CONTRACT to 444-999 or go to hybendigital.com backslash contract. That's hybendigital.com backslash contract or just text contract to 444-999. All right, Rockstar Nation. Man, we have some great reviews to read here as promised. I had two people go on recently on Rebus University and give us some reviews for some of our courses for the Five Alive course Five stars. Awesome inspirational course. Malcolm Johnson. Amazing course. Really makes you reconsider your accountability and what you're doing to better your business. I've already implemented many things from this course, like the business highlights and telling people I'm hungry for your business. Thanks, Malcolm. Those are uh, two great pearls in that course, and I'm glad that uh, you're putting them into use. Success leaves clues. Don't reinvent the wheel, guys. If it's working for Chantel Ray's, agents it should work for you too and that's why she's able to confidently guarantee them a $75,000 salary to be her buyer agents all right the certified team agent course got a five-star review an inside view into everything you need to know but didn't know about by Jonathan Green the certified team agent course from Rebus University gives you an inside peek into so many things that you need to know as a team leader but are too busy to get around to. The access to Omaha's Elite is unparalleled and it allows you to model the processes that will work for your team right away. The course presentation is streamlined and easy to get through at your own pace. But once you get started, you won't want to stop. The second I finished the course, I knew my team will never run the same again. It will run better and we will be able to grow much quicker with this new knowledge. Thank you, Jonathan Green. All right. I got some Amazon reviews here on Audible. This is for the audio version of my book. Thank you, Pat. Great information. I'm inspired and appreciate you being so authentic. This book can be applied to any career. Uh, I got one from the Jarbo Group. Just Jarbo, perhaps. (laughs) 
but that was their name. Uh, anyways, uh, excellent book by an authentic author. Pat Hyben's book is great for any entrepreneur looking to grow their business. Pat is an authentic individual who speaks from the heart. A great listen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy Walsh. Thanks, Pat. Pat, I've read this several times, but really enjoyed listening to it this time. Always have appreciated your willingness to share. You are a great mentor to me as I built and continue to build my business. And I will always be grateful for your help and how you continue to give back to the industry that blessed you with so much abundance. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jeremy Walsh. You're welcome. And then one from Serge. Serge says, great book. Love the way he recommends multiple streams of income. And to never put all your eggs in one basket, I'll definitely be using some of Pat Hyben's techniques. Now I wanted to jump on a couple of podcast reviews this week from Stitcher Radio. Hey, I got four out of five stars. Listen, you know, I don't really care that, you know, you can go on there and give me one star. I just want the reviews. I need the feedback and I need to know what we're doing right or wrong. This is from Julian Kovard. My honest opinion, this show is awesome for beginners like me. And if you want to be at the top of your game, I honestly think there's no place better than this podcast. Look, there are an innumerable amount of episodes ranging from all aspects of becoming a top agent, investing, and personal development. If you can't learn anything from this podcast, then you most likely won't find much luck any place. This isn't just a great podcast for agents. It's a great podcast for anyone looking to become more effective in general. Concepts and ideas discussed on this show are applicable to almost anything, even more the episodes are short, which allows for no fluff, which I like personally. For agents, there are even more legit courses offered with great discounts if you use the codes which are given on the podcast. If you want to be the best, listen to this podcast. There are so many ideas and actionable steps that you can become better now, not tomorrow, but now. There are 500 or more episodes. Common Sense tells us that there is a lot to learn from this. For me, listening to this has made a real difference in my life. Thank you, Julian. How can you not listen to Pat from Carter Smith? Five out of five stars. Having the ability to listen to someone like Pat. Such an amazing wealth of knowledge and experience. Interviewing the top agents in the country is a godsend for new agents and veteran agents alike. Super Helpful by Zoe Fly. Super Helpful, probably one of the most helpful podcasts to get me inspired and good ideas for my real estate business. The guests always share great insights, and I love the tools each guest shares on the website after the podcast. Thanks, Pat. Keep up the good work. Then I got Justin Hanna in Boise, Idaho. Out of all the podcasts I listen to, this is the only review I have ever done. Pat is excellent to getting specific details about things, and that really helps our business. Great job. Thank you, Justin. And I got great information from KPAG92. It's great to have such a resource to easily gain knowledge on how successful agents are doing it. Not every approach is right for me, but I'm always getting new ideas to use in my business. Perfect to listen to in your car between appointments. And then lastly... I got a couple, looks like this one is a Kindle review on six steps to seven figures. People who wish to make the real estate profession more than a hobby should read this book. 
and put as much of it into practice as they can. Also, Pat Hyben's podcast is very good too. Lots of great interviews. Thank you very much. A great book. A must read for every real estate professional. Great book. Pat generously shares his life experiences that are totally useful and applicable to avoid mistakes that could cost lots of money and disappointments in real estate. And then I'm going to save the worst for last. Here's an Audible review. And I told you guys about what happened with Audible. I did this myself. You know, I probably did this right when I finished, started this podcast. So I wasn't as good of a speaker and I need to redo it. And I realize that and I am in the process actually of working with someone who's going to help me redo this. So Jay Kessel says, good content in this book, poor performance. It's rough with repeats and stammering, but again, good content. You know, Jay, I, I appreciate that. You're hundred percent right. It's me. I mean, it's authentic. It is me. It, it is me reading my own book, which was very awkward and is very awkward. Uh, you know, I like to just talk and sometimes I'll go off of the page and start telling more details of the story than it's actually in the book on the audio. And then I got to find my space back again. And it was, it was screwed up. I do plan on redoing the audio version of six steps to seven figures, but I have not yet. Thank you again there, Jay. Um, anyways, thanks guys. Please send these in. I don't care if you're on Rebus University if you're on six steps to seven figures or you're on real estate rockstars, we thrive on reviews and comments. Please send, please type in. You guys rock. Let's get on with the show. All right, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today coming over from sunny California. I got Brian Eisenhower on the line. Been wanting to get Brian on the show for quite some time. I've been seeing his videos, seeing his coaching stuff. I know a lot of people that follow him and use him. I know some agents that use him for his coaching and consulting. And and I said, Brian, you got to come on. There's so many things that we can talk about that are new and exciting and and challenges that real estate agents are dealing with today and this guy knows his stuff he used to be an agent used to be a broker a manager of agents for many many years and uh, now he's out there speaking and coaching and and doing all the fun stuff so uh, brian without further ado uh, welcome to real estate rock stars How's it going, Pat? It's really exciting to finally be considered a real estate rock star, man. Uh, likewise, <laughs> I've known you for a while and uh, and addicted to to uh, to your show, so it's it's uh, an honor to be on one. That's for sure. Well, thanks, Brian. So, why don't you um, give everybody a little rundown on who you are so they get to know you better? Oh, well, I've been in real estate for a long time, and I've. Uh, coached and trained, kind of what you said. I've coached and trained agents for a very long time. I used to sell uh, quite a bit of real estate myself um, back before the internet. Then I got into executive leadership of several uh, real estate companies, um, different states around the country, and uh, continued to coach and train agents at that uh, for quite some time and and still do some of that. But for the most part, uh, the focuses have shifted towards uh, coaching and consulting. So now run a real estate coaching and consulting company. Um, team of coaches that coach agents around the, the country. I coach as well, too. I got the privilege of coaching some of the, the top agents 
uh, in North America. I have several in Canada and in the United States that uh, I personally get to coach as well, and some broker managers that I coach around the around North America as well too. So it's really fun. It's it's doing what I what I like to do. I really enjoy uh, helping people grow their business, balance their life, and increase their production and incomes and, and the people that work with them too. So really, really loving life these days. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. And everybody needs coaches in any industry, but especially the real estate industry, don't matter how much business you're doing. I'm sure some of your, your clients are selling hundreds, thousands of houses just themselves. You're one-on-ones, right? Yeah, yeah. We've got a few that, that are approaching uh, 2,000 homes a year right now. Um, it's kind of exciting. I mean, those are I don't know about you, Pat, but I mean, I'm thinking back to when I sold real estate and those numbers just were not just pot. They were not even remotely feasible. So it's really exciting to kind of learn with these guys, especially the ones that sell that mo- that many homes. You know, they're they're kind of pioneers uh, getting out into arenas and stratospheres that really push me. <laughs> you know, to right. Out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it used to be 500 homes. You know, it used to be 100 homes was a lot. Then 500 then 1,000, yeah. now 2,000. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, you know, and what's what's insane about it is some of these people selling hundreds and thousands of homes only been in the business in, for five years. You know, they're starting day one building these massive teams, you know, rather yeah. than waiting so long. The, the curve yeah. from A to B is, is just shortened dramatically. Yeah, a lot of people are getting into it. And, the, the you know, the leadership aspect becomes so much more important. I swear that's so much of what I find myself coaching. It's uh, people that may not be good warriors, but they're really good chiefs, you know, and um, or warriors learning to be chiefs and growing as a chief. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, so it, it actually allows people who have never considered themselves, quote unquote, salespeople uh-huh. to run real estate teams. Right. Because they don't really have to be. They just have to be good. Like you said, chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> kind of a primitive example. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess why not? You know, you hear about it in other industries. I mean, you you hear about people getting hired to be the you know CEO of a hospital that have never been a doctor or, you know, you've you see, uh, you know, you see leaders come in that may not have industry specific experience, but they can come in and they can be good. They can good. They can lead. And um, they trust on the people that they have to provide that experience. Um, and as, as long as it's there and it's in place and it's uh, emanating throughout the team's practices, um, it works in a lot of ways. So, yeah, you do see that a lot. And then you see a lot that I would say the majority, though, ha- do have the experience and then they have to evolve into the leadership role. And I always relate that to the to the hygienist uh, that works for a dentist. I remember when I was, you know, I'd go to the dentist as a kid and my dentist was a good dentist, I suppose, but his practice wasn't that great. He, I'd, I'd walk in and, you know, he would take my, you know, information. My mom would stand there with me and, and he'd take her insurance information and then he'd clean my teeth. And if there was something wrong every now and then, he'd take me in the back and get the drill out and uh, and work on me. And I just remember like, I mean, the guy, I guess he cleaned my teeth well, but it was not a pleasant experience. I mean, he was rushing through me doing a lower dollar per hour work and trying to mass, per, you know, trying to, you know, get through all his clients. And he's, you know, and I remember he would get sweaty. He would, he would, you know, Ew. be sweaty talking to me above my face, <laughs> you know, and he was running around. He'd, you know, he'd run up and answer, answer the phone or handle someone who came into the lobby, then run back and clean my teeth. And, 
Um, now when I go to the dentist, it's a much more pleasant experience. You know, you've got a specialist uh, who cleans my teeth and, you know, turns on the TV and she smells nice and she's gentle and my teeth don't bleed afterwards and, and she's taking time with me. And um, I don't even see the dentist unless there's a problem. And I bet you the dentist has a happier life too. He's probably golfing every Friday and he's doing only high dollar hour, you know, per hour work in the back. Yep. Yep. And, so, and, and you know, funny thing is true story. I've had the same dentist for 10 years and I've never met him once. I, I've had six <laughs> veneers put on. I've had, you know, multiple cavities filled. I've, I mean, I've had some major work done and I have never once seen him. It's always this other guy uh, who is a dentist, right? But he, right. but you know, he's like a buyer agent or a listing agent. He's excellent. And I always see him and I always see the lady that comes in before her, him, the same lady, and I always see the same lady at the reception. So they've got three people that I've seen for 10 years, but I, but I've never seen the guy, the dentist, the quote unquote dentist. And that's, that's how real estate is. I've interviewed several people on a show recently that just have completely set up shop with an employee run operation, meaning salaries and bonuses with no commissions or very little commissions, uh, like a dentist office and a doctor's office. So that's really uh, fascinating. And of course, high profits come with that. If you do it right and you have the right average sale price, you can really make a high profit. But I want to talk to you today about listings because you and I have a similar belief. And, and that belief is that listings, number one, are the name of the game. Listings are, are how you need to start out and and if you really want to get rich in this business, you need to be a listing agent, right? Uh, and, and you need to think listings first. And we have a lot of agents in that are listeners that are in a tight market where it's difficult to get listings. So I want to talk about some new and exciting ways to get listings that some people out there may not have thought of. So what, what do you got for me there? Yeah, I agree that uh, that this is kind of the the trend du jour. Um, I guess most markets are considered a seller's market when property values are tending to increase. Typically, the inventory starts dropping, and since that tends to be the case most of the time in real estate, since it generally tends to appreciate, listings are the name of the game. I mean, they they take less time, they generate leads, and um, most top producing agents have a healthy listing inventory, and the ones that don't um, do not have a healthy life usually because <laughs> they're working like crazy on nights and weekends. As real estate agents, you all know the power of online reviews. You know the power of ratings and testimonials. They're very important when it comes to building trust and making more commission dollars. Most of us, however, we don't get, we don't understand how to effectively get them as much as we should be getting them, how to effectively share them, and how to effectively profit from them. That's where the ultimate testimonial toolkit comes in handy. Our guest, Dornell Donna, is giving away this testimonial toolkit for absolutely free. This kit gives you insider secrets for turning clients into raving fan evangelists. Yes, raving fan evangelists. It delivers on its promise to change the way you do testimonials forever. So get it. All you need to do is text the word testimonial to 444-999. That's testimonial to 444-999 and download the ultimate testimonial toolkit today.
So listings are the name of the game right now. One of the things that that um, I've been doing with a lot of my clients lately that is a little bit unique um, actually comes from a um, a tool and a system that many real estate agents are aware of. They're just using it uh, in the traditional sense, and that is the MLS auto prospecting feature. And I've found this gets called a lot of different names no matter where you are, but usually a local multiple listing service, typically you know, with membership in the MLS, provides agents with the ability to set up buyers on email drip campaigns for their specific search criteria. So if you have a buyer that's looking for a home, you can set them up on an email drip for maybe a certain part of town or a certain price range and or a certain size of house with certain amenities so that they will receive emails automatically from the multiple listing service website for every home that hits the market that fits their specific search criteria. Right, yeah, I mean, that's been done for ages, right? It's a yeah, no-brainer. Yeah, at least a decade. I think at least a decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, so we're not going to talk about that today. <laughs> Right, but we put a little flip on that, and all of a sudden, what we're doing is I'm I'm a big believer in you know working your own sphere of influence, your SOI, your center of influence, your COI, whatever you want to call it. That I, I think that's a very healthy way for someone to grow the foundation of their business. There's a lot of different ways to to generate business on top of that. There's a lot of other methods for for generating business, but growing your own book of business is a nice steady and consistent way to give yourself a nice foundational base of business income over time that can grow in the future, right? So one of the things that we're doing is we're using that MLS auto prospecting feature as a way to stay in contact with our sphere of influence. So for example, you'll send out a lot of email campaigns, a lot of agents to stay in touch with their SOI, they'll send out templated emails over time. They'll send out mailers, they'll call them regularly, um, which I, which is a very good practice. However, you know, over time, it does start to feel spammy with the emails where you're saying, hey, you know, Pat, Brian Eisenhower at ABC Realty, don't forget to set your clocks back. It's fall, you know, and over a period of time, that does not have a very impactful touch, although it's better mm. than nothing, no doubt about right, it. Right, right, right. So what we're talking about is setting up everyone in our sphere of influence on MLS auto prospecting searches for their existing neighborhoods to keep the to keep members of your SOI up to date on how their home values are rapidly increasing right now. So for example, um, if we set up every if we, you know a lot of our agents will go through and they will set up all of the members on their in their SOI. Um, on an MLS auto prospecting search for their specific neighborhoods. And then they'll give them a quick call and say, hey, this is Brian Eisenhower with ABC Realty. I've got a brand new feature that I set you up on, and I'd really love your feedback. You're going to actually get an email and start getting a few emails that will tell you every time a new home in your neighborhood comes up for sale. And you'll be able to see the price of the home. You'll be able to look through your neighbor's homes. You'll be able to see what amenities that house has. You'll be able to see the price of it. You'll be able to see how fast it sells and what it sells for. And we were doing that to try to keep you up to date as so that you're aware of, as to how the how the value of your home is increasing. Because everybody's how- curious about their own neighborhood. I mean, I know oh. I am and, and everybody. As they drive past the house and be like, Hey, Pat, how much is that one? You right. Know? You're walking the dogs. You see a new for sale sign come up. You're like, oh, those guys are moving. I wonder how much that's selling for. I wonder what's in that house. So you now- basically you basically take every single person in your database and you draw a circle or determine the name of the neighborhood. And then I'm yep. going to say you don't do this. You pay someone to do it. 
and you just have them, let's say they live in Beaver Brook, you just have your assistant uh, put them up for an auto search for Beaver Brook for every new house that comes on. And then what is the follow-up process after this? You know, they begin, they begin let's say I'm a, I'm a past client of yours, one of a thousand. I've been getting emails from you, you know, that show me the houses coming on the market. How do I, give me the script for the follow-up. Uh, how often are you calling me and what are you saying? Sure. And I think two things on, on that. There are actually a lot of um, companies out there that are website, lead system, CRM companies that will actually enable you to do these searches within them. And that albeit they do cost money and it works just fine in your local multiple listing service. However, you're actually going to get a lot more automated responses when people interact with your emails from a lot of those companies where you can get a text message. Hey, you know, Johnny Davis and Beaverbrook is looking at, has looked at four houses right now. You might want to reach out. So you'll get automated responses from a lot of those um, higher end lead systems out there. Um, however, through your MLS, it's fine too. And you can you, basically, whether you do it quarterly or six months later, it's a quick follow-up to kind of, you can just quickly look at MLS to see if they've saved any searches, to see if they've used it. And depending what you see, it gives you a, relevant, a real estate relevant reason to follow up with them. It's like, hey, hey, I just want to check in with you and see how the system's going. I'd love to get your feedback on it. You know, do you, do you want to expand the search? Do you want to reduce the search? Do you want me to shut it down? I saw that you saw some, I saw that you saved a few searches. What did you think about it? Has it, has it been helpful to you to kind of to help you ascertain how the value of your house is increasing? You know, so you, we're basically calling as a customer service follow-up to see how we can help about a real estate relevant issue. And the emails that are coming out to them, these are engaging emails. These aren't something to read or delete. It's every time they're going to they, they're going to start realizing something has happened with a home sale in their neighborhood, so they they often click on it. Now, if you actually have, now, do you have that in front of you when you call them? Do you you know in case they ask, or do you kind of just BS it? I would imagine if you're calling you know ten people a day, you got to kind of BS it, right? You call, you're driving down the road calling, or you're at your desk calling, or do you recommend sitting in front of the computer so that if they say yes, I did see that house that just sold, wow. That was a good one so that you can look at it and say, yes, it was. Did you see that pool it had in the backyard? What do you yeah, recommend? Yeah, I think they're pretty understanding at that point. I mean, it's just like, hey, let me check it out for you really quick. And, and they'll wait for you. I mean, you got them on the phone. So a quick check it out really quick. And now all of a sudden you're having a meaningful real estate related conversation with a member of your SOI. And if calling your SOI is a game of contacts where we're trying to stay first of mind, we're actually talking to them about real estate. We're not calling and you know trying to just check in on them personally and and, and, and more or less manipulatively stay first to mind, we're actually calling about real estate. So that gives me a reason to get into a conversation about their home values right off the bat mm. um, as it relates to that neighbor's home. And you'll see they start calling you. They'll be like, hey, what was that guy smoking? What I mean, seriously, look at the price on that house. You know, And they'll start calling you just out of curiosity about home sales in their neighborhood. And most of them will let you, you know, take the time to look it up. And as they're constantly, this is kind of the neat thing that really helps with search engine optimization traction. If it is tied, if the search is tied to your website, to your lead system, all of these people, when they're clicking on these emails, they're actually hitting your website. They're going to your website to search. And if they search for multiple homes, they're bouncing around like a pinball machine on your website. So every time these email drips are going out every single day as listings are coming on, it's actually driving traffic back to your website, which of course is making search engines notice all the traffic on your website and therefore over time cause it to rank higher. So you have that side benefit by these emails that not only you're sending out engaging emails staying first of mind, 
you're also actually, you know, getting a little traction online as well, too. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So uh, let's talk a little bit about multiple offers. Obviously, what comes with, you know, having a real tight listing inventory is multiple offers. What is what's some advice you're giving to your coaching clients today on both ends of this spectrum with multiple offers? First of all, what are you telling buyer agents or what should we be telling buyer agents how to win? You know, how, right. to, how to beat eight offers. Right. How to beat eight. I mean, you know, the best thing if you can do it is try to have a conversation. I, you know, and every state has different rules around this. So there's that, there's that disclosure, but I like the idea of picking up the phone if you can and having a conversation with the listing agent and understand your place. I mean, you know, you're in a different social class if you have a buyer in a, in a, in a negotiation right now. And it's very important to understand and kind of come at that call from a humble state of mind and not be too demanding. Um, because you, quite frankly, the, the listing agent has the gem right now and you're just a buyer. And it's kind of important to understand that from a negotiation standpoint, because that's going to give you the, the, the best likelihood to appear workable, uh, in the transaction. Right now, here's the thing, you know, all the agents in there are going to want to try to get that agent on the phone. And of course that agent's going to want to talk to as little of them as they can uh, uh, to to avoid any conflict. Now, it's funny that you you actually made me think of this. I I was with an agent last week and they had multiple offers and they they were talking to their seller and their seller was on speaker while I was listening. And uh, the seller said, we want to give it to, you know, this couple because uh, we met them and we really like them. I thought that was interesting, and with you just saying that it's about face-to-face, it's almost prudent to show up to the house at the wrong time. And by this, I mean, yeah. like, let's say the, the showing is at 3. Show up at 2.30, and the seller will be like, oh, well, we, we, haven't, um, we were going to leave at 3, and you'll be like, oh, you know, and, and give them an opportunity to meet the buyers and meet the buyer's kids and talk to them and build rapport and that sort of thing. And you're going to have the advantage just like these buyers did last week um, that happened to have met the sellers when the sellers were there. What do you think about that? Yeah, it creates a social obligation. I mean, once you've met them, I mean, that's why you hear the old adage of the, uh, the love letter. You know, you write a love letter with your offer similar idea. Here's why we want the house. Here's how we're going to take care of your house. Here's how we're going to be good neighbors for your friends that are already neighbors. It does create a, a an increased social obligation between the seller and the buyer that you don't, don't normally have contact. Now, when you don't accept that offer, you're actually crushing those people's dreams. You're saying you're breaking up with somebody. So it's a lot harder to reject that offer when there's that personal touch with it. And you're right. If you can get in front of them personally because you show up too early or you show up late or or you're driving by when they're in the front of the yard and that contact does happen, so long as, you know, you know the, the, the clients are being very nice and respectful and they too understand what they're trying to accomplish, that can really create a social obligation and make sure that uh, it's a lot more difficult to reject their offer. Right. Okay, so and now and it's funny how we see these ups and downs. I was listening to Bigger Pockets podcast and we've had Brandon Turner and Josh Dorkin on this show a couple of times and they have a huge audience and I was listening to one of their latest episodes the other day and they were talking about escalation clauses and the girl on there was talking about you know, this new and exciting thing that she just learned about at a convention called an escalation clause. <laughs> And how they were discussing on how to create 
an escalation clause if you're an investor bidding on an investment uh, property. And I'm thinking to myself, shit, you know, escalation clauses have been around 20 years. You know, we were using them back in, in 2004, 2003, 2002, and they went away. Now they came back. Have they changed at all? And what do you recommend to your clients that they put in the escalation clause? Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm seeing escalation clauses used in a lot of different ways right now, um, whether just give me an example of, of the way that, that, that it was presented to you, Pat. Sure. So the, in this latest podcast, and, and this is a little different, but similar to how we did it 10 years ago or so, you know, they were recommending a 5,000 over the best offer. Back in the day, right. we used to do 500 over the best offer, but obviously now that's chump change because I guess they're figuring if you want to beat out other factors like, oh, we met them, right? Oh, we like them better. 500 might not do it. So they put in an escalation clause, you know, we will pay X price, let's say full price, and we will be willing to pay $5,000 over the best offer you get. Obviously, the seller is responsible for showing proof, the, the actual contract, you can redact the names, but the actual contract from the other agent that shows that they got an offer for that, $5,000 over the best offer up to, you know, X price up to, you know, they don't want to buy it for a hundred grand over list. So up to 25,000 over list or, yeah. or whatever you decide. We've been seeing that a lot, a whole lot. I mean, I would say if you get, if you get five offers at a property, one of them is going to say that I'll tell you right now. doesn't mean the offer's clean though, because it, it it's not, it's not nearly as effective if you say, well, please pay for our closing cost and right. we're going to, and we're going to, you know, well, yeah, let's take closing yeah. costs out because you don't have to be an idiot to go, oh, this is a full price when it's really right. not a full price. I think people are more astute than that right. listening, I would hope. But what it does not take out that makes it dirty versus clean, as you said, is loans, appraisals, inspections, right. uh, because inevitably, you know, someone's going to come and cross out the financing contingency. Someone's going to, you know, pay cash or put 50% down or feel confident about that, more confident about the the structure of the house or the appliances or whatever. So not have an inspection. So your five grand may overcome some of that dirt um, that, that also exists in your offer. Yeah. I find that the, the fact, yeah, and I agree. I mean, I think they're very effective because it just trumps any other offer out there. Um, and I, and I always like to use the word bonafide, like a bonafide offer just to, to clarify because it, you know, I have, I've never seen this, but I've heard stories about, you know, people within, you know, getting another offer just generated out of nowhere to drive offers up. That really wasn't a bonafide offer. I'm not sure how you'd ever prove that one, but that's everybody's concern, right? There's going to be right. a fake offer generated. That's yeah. You got to show, up. you know, if not the whole contract, at least the first couple of pages that show what the price is what the settlement date was and, and what the, uh, if there were any closing costs, I think that would probably be considered bonafide proof. I don't know if you need True. to see the whole thing, but because you're really I, escalation clause is only for the price. Really. That's all you really need to see that. And the, and the closing costs. Yeah. I think the most effective thing is to tighten up the timelines as most as possible. I mean, you'll see people that'll come in right now with long contingency periods, 
Um, if you can get it, get your ducks in a row and try to, I mean, try to even get the property inspected before we get acceptance so that we can get in there while the buyers are looking at the, you know, while negotiations are going on with counter offers so that we can actually get into the property and waive some of those inspections right off the bat and really get your buyer's expectations to a point of this is kind of in this market, this is kind of a take it or leave it thing. So let's, I mean, it's either do we want it or do we not? Because we may miss the whole house just because we're going to need to do inspections after the time. So if we can get those out of the way first, and then we have real strong ability to get get an appraisal back in a hurry. If you can just say, hey, we're going to have a good deal here within seven days, maybe even 10, so that all contingencies are removed and we're just waiting on movers, that time frame matters a lot to people. Mm. So getting in there and just keeping it real tight that everybody else, well, we're not going to have a really solid deal for 17, 20 days or whatever the custom is in your area. If you can just tighten it up to make sure that we're going to, we're, we're going to be moving forward no matter what. So yeah. And, and, and like you said, if, if you could bring an inspector, I mean, most home inspectors will do a, like a mini inspection for a hundred bucks and it may be sure. worth a Ben Franklin just to pay somebody to do a home inspection on the second time you go look at it or the first time you go look at it uh, if you're pretty confident that you're going to put an offer in and then you can just you know redact that whole uh, addendum about a home inspection same thing with the appraisal you know if you trust your real estate agent and it, and you look at the tax assessment you look at the zestimate and you look at a bona fide CMA a really good CMA you can determine you know, well, comfortable waiving the appraisal. Yep. And I think, you know, put, yeah, you know, wave it. Yeah. And you move to that point where now we're saying, okay, I've got a $5,000 escalation clause in this. We're, we're going to have virtually no contingencies after the first week. Um, if we actually can show pre underwritten approval, that's kind of a big deal too. It just means a lot out there to, uh, to listing agents. That if we're getting a loan to show, Hey, this thing's just ready to go. We're just waiting to fund. We've already got pre underwriting approval. That actually is a powerful factor as well too. Then we can just move into this thing very, very strong. And the, the last thing I would say is even though it doesn't really make a big difference to buyers is just try to put as big as initial deposit up as possible because that means something mentally to sellers even though it's not any extra money because you're still going to pay the same price for the house you're just putting more of it up early and it just feels stronger so rather than just putting one percent up put a bigger chunk up it's still just as refundable until your contingencies are removed that matters a lot to people uh, psychologically maybe not to the agent but it certainly does to the sellers no i I agree you know i mean if you're if you're putting a $50,000 $50,000 as your down payment to get this loan. Why not just make your deposit $50,000? I mean, then you could take a Xerox copy of it and blow it up, make your check look so huge, you know, and attach right. it to the contract. I mean, yeah, you throw a love letter on there or something saying about how, you know, what our kids are going to do in that house and how excited we are to be in that neighborhood and why we want to be in the schools. And we love how you've kept the house. Uh, we want to continue on in that tradition. You, you bring on that you know, you put all that together, you're going to have a real strong package because now it's emotional and financial. It just makes sense from a business side and from a personal side. And you, you know, you're getting really aggressive. That's awesome. That's Should awesome. Well, listen, Brian, this, this has been amazing. I mean, we've, we've talked about some really timely things. We've talked about some great stuff. I'm going to put all of Brian's information on hybendigital.com and I'll, I'll make it easy for you guys it's going to be brian ice ice brian ice 
If you want to contact him about his coaching, about some of the products he has, everything will be there. And Brian, let's let's stay in touch, buddy. And next time I'm out your way, we'll definitely get together and break some bread. I love it. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.